Hello, Sky friends, and welcome to Seasons of Skyrend, Book 4. We're a custom 5e D&D adventure that focuses on the stories of our characters as they seek to change the world, and how the world responds in turn. I am your host and DM, Scott, and you can find me on Twitter at TheScottBlake. Hi, I'm Chris, and you can find me at EwokKiller on Twitter. I play Finnegan Finn Tempest, a tiefling trainer, which is a Skyrend original class supported by the Metalweave Games supplement Baby Beastry. Finn is the trainer of Cerulius, a blue guard drake. Hi, my name is Nate. You can find me on Twitter at Skyrend underscore Nate. I play Darvin Grimm, the human monk, and I am currently hosting Cade, the demigod of the land in my brain. Hi, I'm Shannon. You can find me on Twitter at Skyrend underscore Shannon. I play Aranus Gray, the god of rebellion, and I am a half-elf bard. You can also find the show on Twitter at Skyren Podcast, and you can support us on Patreon at patreon.com slash Podcast. Head on over to find out about bonus chapters, early access, NPC creation, and more. Now then, thank you for joining us, and please enjoy this chapter in Seasons of Skyrend. In the bulb chamber below the wind-down room, Arnis was able to deactivate the elven water fog that permeates the city of Earl. Darvin and Finnegan held off a group of EDU guards above with the help of Sam, Asturias, and Ulwan, though Asturias's tactics may have proved a bit too harsh when she tossed a guard into the fissure to their death. However, with the fog handled, it was time to meet with Antidius to convince him to stop his plan of depowering the central column, leaving Reistos to document and decipher the unknown rooms in the bulb chamber. The rest of the party hurried to Antidius's makeshift workshop. Although Antidius is impressed by her ability to manipulate the central column's magic, he is annoyed that you left him waiting after threatening Condivus. While some of your interests may have aligned, he still wants to depower the central column. Your offer to teach someone how to control the power is enticing, but your refusal to teach him has left Antidius impatient. However, after some threats and bargaining, he agreed to set up a meeting for the following afternoon to bring the city's guild and church leaders together so the decision of who to teach could be made in a more equitable manner. Everyone is to meet on the top floor so that such an important decision can be made in front of even the poorest of the city. He will make all of the arrangements, but there is time to try to feel out and influence potential candidates. As you leave the condemned floors where the Antidians operate, Asturias speaks up. I don't know how you trusted that guy before, and I don't see any reason to trust him now. He's so focused on the hunt that he can't see the storm. But that doesn't make him any less dangerous. What's the plan? What are we doing? Um, I think unless anybody objects, we stick to our own plan of trying to find somebody to teach everyone so we have a suggestion when we go into this meeting. Yeah. All right. Well, y'all have been here before, so do you have an idea of who, or are we just... 
picking I somebody mean, off the street. We were here in quotes. We weren't in the city proper too much. We determined last time that there's no Tower of Abandonment here, right? Correct. Correct. Then I want to go see the clerics. Okay. Yes, the clerics guild known as the servitors. We can absolutely go see them. As a quick reminder of the churches slash guilds that are here in the city, the servitors. There's the, the Church of Ulwanir for the elves. The Corum Monastery, which is also secretly, or was secretly, at least at any rate, the Denouement HQ for the Assassins. There's the Builder's Guild, known as the Working Hands. There's the Rising Path, which is the Alchemists. There's the Seamsters, which are the Tailors. And the Silver Purse, the Merchants. But if we want to go see the servers... Okay, let me grab my, my map here, just so I know which floor everything's on. Also, this being midday, maybe a little later already, and the meeting set to happen tomorrow, does everybody want to travel together, or do people want to split up and hit multiple groups at the same time? Well, there's a question. Yeah, well, let, me, let me frame it in-game. Asturias says, okay, so we're going to find somebody. Are we all traveling together, or do you think we should... Try to increase our chances here. Go meet some people uh, <clears throat> and uh, split up a little bit. Try to talk to them all at the same time. I mean, it's not the worst idea. I only really honestly had two, like, two options. Mm -hmm. Which was, I want to talk to the clerics and I want to talk to Olwan. And that's pretty much it. Okay. So well, unless anybody else had other ideas... Then not really. No. Okay. Okay. I thought about the the Daniel mob, but I don't really want to put them in charge. <laughs> no, you don't. You don't want to put them in charge. No. Nope. <laughs> you don't want somebody, somebody like Morello, in charge, where every problem is a stabbing problem. <laughs> <laughs> no. I mean, you don't want I that. Tempting, but no. Put, I really don't think you could make Morello the leader of the guild there. <laughs> I mean, it's all the same principle, though, right? It's also, public-facing, they're the Quorum Monastery. There's not 100% overlap. There is a Venn diagram going on. To be honest, I don't really want to put them in charge, either. <laughs> you don't want to put your own people in charge? Come on. I mean, after the whole conscription nonsense is still not over, I can understand some hesitance. Um... The only other magically inclined ones on the face uh, would be the alchemists and perhaps the Church of Olwenir. The builders, the tailors, and the merchants. Who knows? Who's to say? Magic's probably not part of their bread and butter. Okay. But if we want to start with the servitors, and if we're all going together, mm -hmm. is that just Darwin, Arnis, and Finnegan with Cyril? Mm -hmm. Or are you bringing... Any of your NPC allies with you. Rystos is still absent, um, so you can't bring him unless you want to wait for him. But anybody else, you can get easily enough. No, I think it's just us. Yeah, yeah. that seems that, that seems better. Well then, the Servitors, the Clerics Guild, here in Earl, they're down on the 8th floor. The same level as the Rising Path, where the Alchemist Guild is. 
there's more on this level besides those two guild halls. Of course, there are, in fact, numerous churches on this level, numerous shops, um, particularly things that are alchemically inclined. And there is some housing here. Pretty nice. This is in between the middle class and the upper class levels. So you get some middle class people coming down here to work, and you get some upper class people coming up here to work. And some of them do live here, or they have like second homes here, even because the upper class are rich, and they can do things like that. The fog from the central column is slowly fading away. You turn it off. New fog is not pouring in. Earl is a closed system, so that fog needs some time to dissipate. However, if any of you are still wearing one of your masks, you can see street signs, store signs, arrows along the path, things marking off like pedestrian path versus wagon path. There's not like a lot of horses down here, but every once in a while they do have to haul things. Those might just be a person pulling a wagon, but there might be a donkey or two down here as well. Uh, but the servitors, the clerics killed here. This is a rather large building. It looks to be about two and a half stories high. Two full regular floors and a peaked roof, so there's probably a small space up there, unless it's just a vaulted second floor. Nice columns up front on either side of a large doorway. There are banners and sigils of all sorts of gods on here. However, the banners for the fallen people, those who fell victim to the withering altogether, the orcs, the monstrosities, kobolds and such, those are either marked out with large swathes of paint or have been like chipped through with a chisel denoting that the gods are simply no more. They don't want to obscure the sigils and the banners altogether, just in case anybody wants to come and pay tribute, or do something in remembrance. You know, uh, a human could still have orc friends. Halflings could want to pay respect to their kobold allies. But, alas, those gods are no more. Going in, the main room is rather large. Either side of the room, lined with doorways over which are specific sigils for the specific churches, the specific gods that someone may want to honor or seek out the guidance of. There's also a large pair of doors in the back of this lobby area that are unmarked, typically where administration would be. If, you, if you're just seeking either general religious advice, or if you need to do something that's not worship. And there are a number of people milling about in prayer, in conversation. What is it you're looking to do here? I uh, Yeah, like, uh, as we walk in, is, is there one person that seems to be kind of in charge, look like the authority person? If you want someone who's in charge slash the authority person, you can head through that large set of doors at the back of the lobby. Okay. Um, in here, it's lower level priests or, you know, servants dealing with some day-to-day -day stuff, you know, handling simple prayers or requests from locals. But if you want someone who's in charge, right back through there. Okay. Then that's, that's where I'm headed. Mm -hmm. Everybody else too? Just along for the ride. Yep. <laughs> I mean, Finnegan and Darwin, you'll probably want to speak up at some point. 
doesn't usually work when I do. Uh, how bad could it go in a church? A church of churches. Um, pretty bad. It could still go pretty bad. All right, all right. Passing through those double doors at the back of the lobby, you find an area that is definitely administrative. There are a number of desks here, all set up in lots of papers, ledgers, religious texts, and such. People hard at work, copying things down, translating things, putting to pen new prayers, dealing with requests, someone's doing some bookkeeping in the corner, and at the... In the center of this space, there's a semicircular desk where the head of the guild sits. The cleric's guild is, of course, is like the embodiment of clerical work. God, that sounded bad. Clerical, not fucking writing. Clerics. Ah, English. Why English? Why did it have to be English? That was funny. They are doing clerical work, however, in both senses of the term. <laughs> Clerics are meant to embody the work of their deities. They act in this world when the gods don't. And most churches, especially the way the Clerics Guild operates, is about bringing people together through that. So the leader of the guild, being no different, is in the middle of it all. Leading the cleric skilled here is a celestial. She wears light tan robes. She has curly golden hair up in a bun, narrow face, tight wrinkles, past middle age. Of course, her wings are wrapped around her at the moment, and she is hard at work. There is a nameplate on the front of her desk, has her name, has her position, and has which, has which deity she serves. Her name is Kolyabara. She is the leader of the Servitors. And she, of course, serves Barofax. Everybody in here is working. Some people are, you know, looking up. Hey, strangers. One of them has a drake with them. But this is a hall of religion, church, service. So they expect you're here for something. But nobody's getting up to do anything for you. I want to... I want to go talk to the celestial in charge. Okay. Let me let me just type her name into chat real quick so everybody can see it. Her name again is Kolyabara. It is a single word. Oh, I wasn't too far. C O L Y U B A R A. I only missed two letters. She has a number of piles of papers and ledgers on her desk. They do seem to be sorted out by church you start this conversation uh i apologize i can see that you're busy so we won't take up too much of your time um do you lead the servitors here in earl Kalibar puts her quill down tidies up papers in front of her a little bit <clears throat> folds a blank sheet on top cover up what she was working on <sighs> yes that is what the Nameplate says there, I do lead the Servitor's Guild here. Kolibara, cleric to the ever-attentive Barifax. I do indeed run this guild. I do my best to live up to the trust the other clerics here place in me. Is there something the three of you need? Four, 
if there is something for your Drake friend here? Um, yes and no. Uh, it's not necessarily something that we need, but the city needs magical help. Well, we do provide magical aid when it is needed. All of our clerics here, at least once they get past a certain point, are very knowledgeable and quite skilled. Okay. What do you know about the column that powers the city? <sighs> Ugh. Of course you're going to ask for... I mean, I didn't set this up on purpose, but having a, a celestial cleric be the one that you're talking to, I think is great. Because they're all about documentation. And they're all about keeping <laughs> records. Mm-hmm. Oh. Well, we do have quite a bit documented, I am undoubtedly sure. What do I know personally? It's a source of magic for the city. Rather, it exudes magic for the city. Simple things, light, weather, temperature. In times past, it was very standard. Recent years, however, have seen the Earl find creative uses for it. Some rather enjoyed the change. Others felt it was a little much. The need to wear the masks being one such concern. Mm. It's difficult to say you serve a deity when you wear the face of nobility. Mm. There are other masks, but she's calling out Earl in particular, because why not? Right. Do you have anyone here who you think might be able to manipulate the magic in the column? In what way, child? She says in a very parental way, not a belittling way. It's fine. Just to be clear. I, I assume that every celestial we come across is like four times my age, so it's fine. I have no problem. Even though I have no idea how old they are or how long they live. Um, <laughs> I just assume they're all hecka old. <laughs> um, and therefore, no. Much? No, no, that's not, it's not an ageist comment. I just assume that they, they're like older than me and therefore no more. And when they call me child, yeah, I am one. Um, <laughs> just a fact, man. Uh, in what way? Someone that might be able to say, turn off certain features or figure out what was going wrong if there was a problem. Mm -hmm. With time, I have no doubt that many of us could, but the knowledge for how to do that explicitly has not been shared with us. I, of course, have petitioned the greenhouse numerous times. But alas, Earl Earl is fickle. Hmm. What if he wasn't in charge anymore? Well, I am certainly not unaware of the recent happenings around the greenhouse. Something about changelings mm -hmm. spewing forth and capturing other earls seems out of place. Hopefully it's not something that will spread to others in the city. What do you mean? Hopefully they are not taking more than just the other earls. Why would they do that? Why would they take the earls? Because they're not actually earl. They're changelings. <laughs> so you're telling me, uh, mm, hey, Arnis, high or low? Oh, shit. Uh, high. Oh, that's a nine. So close. So close. Damn it. You give me a 50-50 shot. I'm going to be wrong. 
It's fine. I, I didn't know which way she was going to go with this, and I needed a little help from the from the magical dice. <laughs> so you're telling us that changelings infiltrated the city as Earl in order to overthrow the city. Oh, no. oh dear. Uh, no. <laughs> that is 100% not at all what I'm telling you. Earl, Earl, when he was still alive, was kidnapping changelings from their home and forcing them to live as him so that he could keep a better eye on the city. And now you're telling me that Earl, Earl is dead. Who killed him? The Withering killed him. Oh, that's jacked. Uh, do you want to roll so, deception there, please? Sure. It woulda, but uh, it didna. <laughs> nope. Withering you should have said a failed. changeling killed oh, him. Oh, shit. Yeah, that would have been... Too late. Ooh. A strong roll. My bonuses. It's a 17. She narrows her eyes. She doesn't know the truth, but she has a feeling you're hiding something from her. That, that much is evident. Whatever is happening with the Earls and the Changelings can't grow beyond that. I am concerned that it has gotten to the point where it is. The safety of the city and the citizens is at stake. Now then, does that mean that the city may not have Earl Earl in charge in the long run? Perhaps. If he is not to be in charge, someone will need to be. And you three are claiming to... What are you three claiming? That you know how to use the central column and want to share? Yes. In a sense. Now, yes. <laughs> Shit, I don't know. <laughs> we'll just go with yes. <laughs> we'll just go with yes. Forget we'll all the modifiers. <laughs> How long would it take to learn? To be honest with you, I don't know. I am fairly certain that the only reason I was successful is because I have worked with a bulb a few times previously and was just able to kind of feel my way around. Now, we do have we do have an associate who is down at the bulb looking at all of the runes and like the strange language that's down there. So that may tell us more and make it easier to understand and manipulate. <laughs> we also have with us Olwan, like the actual Olwan, who has worked with Earl's bulb more than anybody else. Well, we do have masters of several languages here. I would like to say all, but there are many, and they have changed over the years. So we'd be happy to help, and more than happy to see this strange language that you mentioned. Um, do you happen to know which it is? We couldn't identify it. Oh, no, we, no, it was something. What was it? It was some sort of, like, ancient god language or something, right? Mm-hmm. Nobody? It was, we the, got... it was the Akiri language, whatever that was. Oh, right, it was the same as Akiri's tattoos. Yeah, But we couldn't that. identify the language. 
Right, right. That's not great context for an outsider. No. Same as what's on Akira's tattoos. I think Cade said something about it being... Um... The language of the fallen god. Yes. Thank you. Quorum says, Quorum says it's a no-no. That's right. <laughs> Quorum says, uh-uh. Mm-hmm. Is that what you tell Kulibara, or...? Uh, yes. I am not... Well... No, I guess I'll say the part about Quorum, too. They're, they're clerics. That would make sense to them. So, yeah, I'll say that the only thing that we know is that it's the language of the fallen gods, but we have it on godly authority that it's like a no-no to speak or be a party to. So we're not sure how or why it got there. Very interesting. Very interesting indeed. All the more reason that I would love to see it. Intellectual curiosity aside, though, and so you have experience dealing with these and you have someone with you, Olwan, whom I do recall, not personally, of course, but do recall, we would be happy to hear what they have to say about how it works. And if we could train the clerics here in how to use the central column's magic to further our own abilities and to better serve the city, I would be interested. But she takes a look at you three, spends a lot of time looking at each of you, several beats. <laughs> Finnegan, Aris, Darvin, peers down at Cyril. Why are you coming to us with this? That's fair. Um, first, I realize that we know your name, and I never even introduced myself, and that's pretty rude. So, <laughs> um, I'm Arnis Gray. You may have heard of me. <laughs> she <laughs> nods knowingly, looks to the other two. Would you find gentlemen like to introduce yourselves? I'm Oscar. This I is why I didn't do it myself. <laughs> having you do this the, for like the fourth time, not knowing why you do this because you've never told me this, I just give you a look like, really? Again, dude? <laughs> Oi, the name's Finnegan. You're saying I shouldn't introduce myself to people? No, that was not to, to you. The again, oh, dude, was to Darvin. <laughs> <laughs> Garvin lying about his name. Because <laughs> he's so incognito with his sword leg. No. <laughs> Old habits. They die hard. She looks down at Cyril. Does your friend have a name there? Hey. And I, I pat her head and give her some scritches and say, this is Cyril. Quick question. Cyril in or out of the harness? Oh, we're moving about time. I'm not trying to be intimidating. Let's say she's in the harness. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> a pleasure, Cyril. <sighs> Arnis Gray. If the rumors are true, then, well, it is simply a shame that you don't have any clerics here. Haven't, uh, like, gotten around to that yet. <laughs> any paladins to speak of? No. Priests? No. Warlocks? <laughs> no. Hmm. I could get behind that, though. <laughs> Warlock 
rebellion. Seems a very rebellious thing to do. I'll make you a deal, kid. Good <laughs> <laughs> crossroads, Steven. Okay, we mab. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, in any case, Arnis, there are were clerics of Pathox here that <sighs> would find that a shame. My philosophy and Pathoxes are not necessarily aligned. Tell me then, does one need to have divine inclinations in order to use this magic? I don't know. I don't think so. Especially because they've been manipulating it over the last few years. You've seen the changes, right? They've been doing that without a god of any kind, as far as I can tell. So, yes, she did mention that. She certainly would have noticed. Right. Okay. You asked why we came to you, though. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The answer is why you're coming, but why did you come to us? Right. Well, we're not from here, and we're not going to stay here. And though I've been able to do something with the bulb, I am not going to be here long term. And there are those in this city that want to, for lack of a more delicate term, basically just burn it to the ground. They want all the magic gone. And being aware that the magic that comes from the bulb and the column is what keeps the lights on and, you know, the place warm and cool. It seems like their approach might not be the best one. So we need somebody or maybe multiple somebodies who can take care of the magic so that these folks don't go ham on it. Hmm. Well, if this is something that can be taught, I would be thrilled to learn it myself. We could make it part of the cleric skilled training here, if it is safe to do so. I would not want to put anyone else unduly at risk. And if you do not know the dangers of it, it is best we act with caution. As she says that, someone comes like quickly walking up. Not a jog, just (laughs) quick paced. Shorter gal, professional clothes, but a bit messy. Lots of papers and whispers into Koyabar's ear, slides a message over to her. Koyabar reads the little message, folds back, dismisses this person, takes a moment. Well, it seems you're not the only ones wanting my attention. I've just received what I could only describe as a summons to a meeting tomorrow to discuss the future of the city and the magic of the central column. A man named Antidius. Vaguely aware of him, but I will have to check my notes. Oh, that guy that I said wanted to basically burn it down? Yeah, that's him. Yeah. Mm. Do you suspect he could? Yes. He's at least got a plan to. He has a plan to... He's created some very interesting, magical things. Mm. Mm-hmm. Basically, like, body parts that he can, like, replace your body parts with, but then they, like, suck magic. So, like, he could give me a hand that is specifically designed to, like, suck in magic. 
but they don't know where it goes outward. It's really not good. <laughs> Interesting. Have you seen this? Yes. In action? No. Hmm. It is a little bit outside of my realm of expertise, but it would be interesting to see on a small scale, admittedly. Hmm. Are there others that you're going to show how to do this? You are the first folks that we have come and talked to because we knew that you were magic users. If there are other people in the city who are as well, then, I mean, I'd be willing to talk to them. But we knew that you were the biggest, like, organized group of folks who can use magic. Not an unfair assessment. This meeting tomorrow, will you be in attendance? Yes. Hmm. And you're going to what? What is your role at this meeting? I'm not sure what Antidius would tell you my role is, but I'm there to check him. Make sure that he is giving people the truth and not manipulating it so he gets what he wants. Because I, as much as I don't like what was happening here with the changelings, it's not the citizens of Earl's fault that that was happening. And it's not for me to burn the whole city to the ground because of what Earl Earl was doing. Mm -hmm. And if for some reason the majority of those in attendance side with Antidius, what then? Then I'm out. Then the city has spoken. Hmm. And if that's what you all want, then go ahead. And I won't stop anybody. This next question is a professional curiosity. <laughs> is Arnus Gray? The Church of Rebellion is the god of rebellion, not in the habit of divine intervention, then. What do you mean? If you're not Pathox, if you're not the Church of Chaos, <clears throat> however it may have been in the past, if you truly are different, we need to know how the clerics and just those interested from a religious standpoint are to understand your church. If it is the position of the Church of Rebellion, that, that the voices of the many can outweigh the voice of the god. It would be good to know and document. I am not willing to put that in writing. <laughs> I don't mean like a, anyway. <laughs> a church law, like, you know, that you've done before with actual, like, divine magic and whatnot. Like, Kolyabara runs the Cleric's Guild which means they have fingers in all of the religious sects and practices here in the city. And if there's not so much a commandment, but a tale or other teachings, other types of rules or guidelines, it'd be handy for them to know because then they can pass that word on. But if no, then no. Okay. Okay. Yeah, I'm not sure I want her to put that in writing. I mean, people are going to talk about this anyway. Right, if it goes not our way. But I don't know. It just it doesn't feel like something I should say with any sort of certainty. Right. If all the people that follow me agree about something that I don't agree with, then I have to back off. Mm, I don't know if I like that. <laughs> I don't know if I want to set that precedent. <laughs> mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Feels dangerous. Although it would be very rebellious, I suppose. <laughs> yeah. 
I mean, from a divine perspective. But anyways, yes, whether or not you have made a stance on this, people will talk after this decision, whatever the outcome is made. Was it your intent to teach before this meeting tomorrow? Uh, well, uh, first, a player question to the DM. Mm-hmm. What time is it? It's late afternoon. Hmm. Okay. I think getting it done by tomorrow afternoon is a stretch. Yeah, well, that's what I... doing it. That's what I was thinking, too. So here's what I was going to say. I don't know that we have time to really go over any sort of ins and outs. We can show it to you um, or to a few people if you'd like. And we can talk with Rystos, who's down there examining the language. We can talk with Olwan. But in terms of actually teaching you how to manipulate it, I don't think there's time between to, between now and the time of the meeting. In that case, as much as I would like to indulge my personal curiosity, I think my time is better spent preparing for this meeting tomorrow. If it is to be a meeting of others in a position like myself, then I need to make sure that I am ready. But it is good to know a little bit more about what this meeting entails and what's at stake here. If you wish to bring this rice dose to me, that's fine. I will be in the guild hall until the meeting tomorrow. Either here at the desk or somewhere else. Okay. If we learn anything that might affect your decision, uh, we'll try to tell you beforehand. Thank you. Thank you. Misters Finnegan and Oscar. I. Yep. Do either of you serve? Any of the gods. In my time, I have served and continue to serve, to some degree, both Agnitai and Yoru. Hmm. In a manner of speaking. Well, if you wish to devote any time here in prayer or service, or if you would simply like to donate to any of your particular deities, you're more than welcome to. The staff out in the hall can help you. No one else will say it. I'll just, I'll just say thank you. I was thinking, but sure. Oh, oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Mm. She was also trying to leave a nice, kind exit for you. Like, hey, if you're interested, there's some literature in the hall. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, people. Yeah, I don't think there's an intention right now. But if, like, on our way out, we, like, bump into a cleric of Yoru, um, I think Finnegan would, like, totally let Cyril go, like, pat over and be chummy with a, another dragon creature. Okay. Oscar. Um, not particularly, I don't think. Okay. Anything else you want to do in here with Kolyabara, folks? Nope. I'm good. Same. Same. Okay. Well, if I do not see you before then, I will see you at this meeting tomorrow. Yep. Have a pleasant afternoon. She gives a slight motion towards the door. Thank you. I'll head out. Yeah, I think heading back through the lobby, just as you're about halfway through, you know, one of the side doors opens and uh, a half-dragon cleric comes out. Green scales, some of which are still bone. Partially on the face, partially on the hands, 
but they seem to be in fair spirits. Looks like they're heading back into the administrative room, and Cyril sees them, and they pat on over. And this cleric will speak a few words of draconic to her, pat her on the head, give her a little blessing. Not of any magical sort, but you know, a blessing. And as we pass by, like, and I kind of collect Cyril, I, I am going to hand this cleric uh, just a single gold from my personal coffer. Hey. Just like a, a, hey, you know, do Yoru's good work. They accept the coin graciously. Repeat a blessing in Draconic to you. May Yoru's might be with you. Something along those lines. Oh, actually, I've written a couple of them if you want one of the ones I wrote. I'm such a nerd. I mean, you can respond back with one of those if yes. you wish. Yes. Oi, and may the scales of Yoru protect you. Mm. Their eyes brighten up a little bit at hearing a very traditional draconic blessing. Give you a nod, give you a smile. I think, like, not to be super nerdy, but like, I think because of of where and how I learned all of that, I probably would have responded like rotely in draconic, like without even thinking. Like, it's one of those like church things. Yeah, peace be with you, and also with you. Exactly, you get it. (laughs) Still. Not used to seeing a tiefling come through and speak a draconic blessing. So caught them off guard, gave them a little smile. They're happy to receive it. And the money, too. All right. Pushing past late afternoon and into the evening as you exit the Servitor's Guild Hall. Is there anything else you want to do today? Sleep. Well, I want to... I mean, yeah, but... I want to actually sit down and talk with Olwan. And then just kind of see if we hear from Rystos, and if we don't find him in the morning. Alright, so are we getting the party together in wherever we're going to be for the night and have a little discussion here with Olwan? I think so, unless anybody has anything else they want to do. Nope, sounds good. Alright, where are we staying tonight? Well, there's a question. (laughs) Oi, I need a drink. Can we find us not a pub or a tavern somewhere? (laughs) (laughs) Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And again, you're speaking my language. The wind-down room is a chain that you could go to on almost any populated-slash-working floor. They don't have a place to stay, though. It's just drinks and cigars and books. Well, that's not Let's go read and drink and smoke. I want a drink and a bed. That's what I want. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I'll take it back. If you want to go down to... um, should never put this map away when you're in the city, should I? If you want to go down to, say, the fifth or the fourth floor, where all the rich folks are, there probably is one that has an attached hotel, either above or next to it. Very posh. We've earned a little luxury. Finnegan wouldn't say that. Finnegan doesn't need luxury. And you've also got the money for luxury. Yeah. Darwin likes luxury. Yeah, we may as well. That's fine. Right. You can order some room service from the wine dining room or some takeaway and bring that into either a common space or some rooms that you want to rent. Yep, that sounds, sounds good like to me. Sounds like a glorious plan. Yep. Okay, let's do, do, do. Okay. Elven wine all around and whatever sort of uh, snacks and food that you wish. If you want anything other than wine, I do have a small list of drinks. Finnegan's poison is often whatever ale is present, but 
If there is none, then he'll drink whatever the wine is offered. Yeah. Just as you found in the other wine down room, you could get the special, which here on this floor, they will be calling the motivator. It has many names, depending on which level of the city you're in. Really just what level of class, but it's all the same thing. Liquid breakfast, the motivator, eye opener. Got it. It's a hot drink and there's a little something extra added to it, but it is more of a pick me up than a alcoholic get you down. Got it. But as Arnis or Darvin slash Oscar could easily tell you, uh, they don't do hard alcohol here in Earl. That has not really changed. It's weak wine. It's lame. All right. Well, that's what I'm drinking. Yeah, I'm good with that. Yep. All right. So yeah, any kind of appetizers, finger foods that you want, you can have brought to you. And you've got as many bottles of this wine as you wish. Cool. How many rooms are you renting out? Oh, goodness. I don't actually know the answer to that. How many people do we have? Everybody? 11 people, not including yourselves. Oh, my God. (laughs) So one room for the 11, and then one for the rest of us. (laughs) That feels off. Let's not do that. This is a fancier place, so they're big rooms. You could easily sleep like four or five people in a room because there are extra beds. Okay, so then let's do like three rooms. Three rooms is fine. Three rooms rented. Okay. Because you are renting three very nice rooms in a very nice hotel, two of these rooms adjoin in a sitting room. Some couches, chairs, nice rug on the floor for lying down on. And everybody meets together in here. Carolina will be back later, both her and Scratch. But everybody else is here. So how was everybody's day? (laughs) (laughs) Um, Morello and Mahogany are having a blast. They get to see these changelings chanting very creepily as they roll through the city's floors and kidnap earls. I'm not going to go through everybody, but people have not had a bad day. It's been weird, but not bad. Tonk. Tonk speaks up. Well, now that we're all back together, what are we doing? These changelings seem to be doing something. Are we getting out of here soon? We got a plan of any kind? Are we safe? I I mean, we're, we're relatively safe, comparatively. My my hope is that we'll be out of here soon. We have this meeting to go to tomorrow, and if it goes well or doesn't end in bloodshed, then um, we shouldn't be here very much longer at all. It's it's a precarious situation that this city's in right now. It could go either way. Well, first of all, Parlin speaks up and says. Well, Arnis, I'm sure no matter what, as long as you're involved, things will go well. Thank you. <laughs> Felicity's going to say, okay, there's a meeting tomorrow. Do we all need to be there, or are you taking care of this? Might look a bit heavy-handed if you show up with more than <laughs> ten people at your back, even if some of us are children. She looks over to the kids. You're saying I shouldn't show up with a full entourage, Felicity? You're saying that's a bad idea? (laughs) 
saying it could look like a gang. No, no, I agree with you. <laughs> that that would be a bad idea, and it would look more like I'm trying to take over the city than just add a voice to a conversation. <laughs> Sam nods and he's like, "Well, yeah, you're the one telling him to stop and wait until you teach people how to do something." To an outsider, it might look like you're holding all the cards in terms of what to do next. Some people may not take kindly to that. Yeah. They rarely do. Even when I know what, even when I know what I'm doing. <laughs> uh, ooh, ooh, who's going to ask? Who's going to ask? Morello's going to ask because he's brash. Um, real quick, do you know what you're doing? See, kid, this is why I keep you around. <laughs> um, he gets a little bit of a stink eye from Parlin, like, what? What are you saying, kid? Be cool. Be cool, Parlin. <laughs> Be cool. Um, in this case, eh, sort of. <laughs> I mean, I have an idea of how the magic and the bulbs work. They've manipulated this one in a way I haven't seen before. This is part of the reason why we travel with a group of people, so that we can utilize everybody's expertise, which is why Rysdos isn't here right now, because he's looking at the language that's written all over the like bulb room to see if that'll tell us anything. And uh, we actually have somebody else here who is quite familiar with this particular bulb and who I have been meaning to talk to anyway. How you doing, old one? <laughs> Olwan, who has slowly been recovering from both the withering and his unknown length of time inside of that Uraleth, leaving his armor pale and somewhat flexible. It's hard being back here in Earl. There's a lot of memories here. But other than that, I'm feeling better than I was. That's good. Um, I, I'm just gonna, like, launch into the question, because I'm like, I don't know how to have small talk with Olwan. <laughs> I also don't know what to say. So, I know that you made the, like, toys and small objects and things for the playground using the magic from the bulb. Did you manipulate it in other ways? Or, like, interact with it in other ways? I I designed a few of the rooms myself for the, uh, for the playground. Not all of them, of course, but, but some, you know. Earl let me experiment with some things. Truthfully, if Earl Earl were here now, he would be the best to ask. But as an aside, that is uh, pretty unlikely. <laughs> Seeing as OG is dead and the changelings are, have been continuing to round up all of the earls in the city and get them hooked up and de-earl them. Mm. So yes, Ulan has knowledge. He's not top tier knowledge, but he's got some knowledge. Oh, it's better than nothing. Yeah. If needed, would you be willing to share what you know at this meeting tomorrow? Yeah. Yeah, I could do that. I only ask because I'm sort of manipulating this thing on, like, instinct. 
and I don't know if I can really explain that to anybody. So. <laughs> but if it comes down to it, I do not want to stay here. Okay. That was going to be my next question was, <laughs> do you want to stay here or not? No, too many bad memories. Or rather, too many memories that make him feel bad. Memories themselves may not be bad, but yeah. Okay. Then I will make sure you don't. Okay. Anything else we need to do tonight? Any more of this conversation we need to have with your party members? Uh, anybody doing a drinking game? No. Start it up, Finnegan. No. I'm just going to drink, and then I'm going to go to bed. Boo. Sam and Morello are ready to go. No. Not this right. time. All right. Well, Darwin, anything you want to do with your allies no. while you have them here? Nope, I'm good. Okay. Well, in which case, people will devolve into some drinking both of the wine and just water. Plain, ordinary, normal water, not elven water. Having snacks, light conversation, stuff about the day. And it'll be later on in the evening when Carolina and Scratch come back. And when Ristos returns. But if we're ready to move into tomorrow, we can go through the whole rest procedure. Sounds good to me. Ready. Yep. Alrighty. Well then, because we're going to do that, I got to ask. Hey, Finnegan. Yep. You ready to train Cyril to make sure you get a good uh, night's sleep? Yep. yep. Let's right. do it. Alrighty. Let's get this done um, quickly. Uh, where is that starting DC of friendly? So the DC starts at 10 with Cyril. And let's hit up these modifiers real quick. Actually, before I do, are you doing the training here in the hotel? You're going to go out into the street. You're going to go elsewhere in the city. What's up? Cyril's a drake. She's a natural hunter. I think I'm going to keep her in the harness. And mm -hmm. we're going to go out, like, rodent hunting in the alleys. Okay, okay. Uh, you're in the rich area, so of course there are many alleys where rich people can go and do things in secret that they don't want people to see. All right. Modifiers. Additional pet? No. What is the regimen here? Um, hunting in the alleys. Are you actually looking for real animals? Is this more of the illusory animals? No, I think we're going to see if we can't get her some dinner while we're, we're hunting here. So, um... Okay. Are you giving her a snack at all for this? Yes. Um, I've got... Still, I've got a good chunk of that venison jerky stored up for this sort of purpose. So, I'm going to give her some of that. Cool. So, that's a plus two. Favorable environment. How is Cyril with the cities? I'd say she's probably, like, neutral at the best... She's been around. We've been through a few of them. We've been traveling for, a, would uh, say, a, probably a good six months at this point together in and out of cities. And the, the temple where we trained was not, like, quiet and secluded. There were a good amount of other people there. Okay. So I'd say neutral. I'd say she, unless you think she hasn't been around them enough to have a nah. negative effect. I'm I don't think it would be negative. I'm just looking at the favorable environment description. If you spent a week in an environment that is complimentary. You haven't been down here for a week, so we'll leave it neutral. Got the favorite snack. So you're at an eight. And you're not low on rations. Quality time. Yeah, you've been spending some quality time with Cyril. 
So we're down to seven. This hasn't been repeated too much, so don't worry about that. Temperament. I have that written down where to go. Is it timid? Timid. It's a plus one. And she gets a plus one for being a dragon. Okay, okay. So we're back to ten. I'm sorry, back to nine. Unfavorable environment, no. So we're at a DC of nine. Uh, And again, we're at the point where unless you crit fail, I don't think you have to worry about succeeding here. But Mm -hmm. go ahead and roll it anyway, since it's hunting. This sounds like survival to me. That's what I was thinking. Yep. Okay. And that's 22. Then the training goes fine. You and Cyril will both be able to rest easy tonight. (sighs) And yeah, Cyril's going to catch a few rats. Maybe some bugs, too. Rather large ones. Like a... They're big pill bugs. A little crunchy. All right. So everybody can sleep. Get your hit points back. Get your spell slots back. Nice and rested up. Okay. So night passes here in the wind down room's neighboring hotel. It is very comfortable. Very warm. They will bring more wine, water, juice snacks to your room if you so desire enough beds for everybody don't even worry because folks are sharing rooms you know sam and carolina are not getting up to their usual nighttime activities but that's fine (laughs) they don't have to do it every night (laughs) when morning comes and it's time to check out pay your bill for everything it's just going to come to 30 gold you are staying in a posh place and there was a lot of food and snacks and drink yep so someone marked that off, is what I'm saying. I got it. I got it. I got it. All right. Bryce Dose has been up since early. And as you're all leaving the wind-down room and hotel, now that you're on the move, Bryce Dose flying right near everybody so you can all hear him. You can all respond to him if you want. While I wasn't able to translate everything from the bulb chamber, I did manage to copy it all down, so I should be able to get more out of it later. But I do have some new stuff once it's appropriate. But if y'all don't mind, I'd be happy to join you to this little meeting. I think you should. Excellent. Who else is coming? Is it just going to be me and you three? Oh, one steps up like, <clears throat> I'll be there. I'll be there. I think that's, that's pretty much it. We're not bringing everybody. Don't really want to seem that imposing. Well, all right then. Uh, he turns back to the rest of the party. Well, kids, we'll see you after the meeting. Behave yourselves. <laughs> They're all younger than him. He can say it. And he's a bit of a jerk anyways, so. Yep. Let's get it going. Those stairs aren't going to climb themselves. Nope. All the way back up to the top. All Mm -hmm. the way. Yep. (laughs) Reaching the top floor. This is largely animal storage. This is largely wagon storage. There are some goods up here, but it's more warehouse style. Things aren't really for sale here. Might be able to get last minute snacks or brushes, things, you know, for your for your animals, for your horses, more specifically, horses, donkeys. In terms of people food and people clothing, no, not really. There are attendants, some professional, some just kids too poor to work anywhere else and just hoping to lend a hand and get a tip. And off near the center of this level, near the top of the central column, where some light still exudes, 
and Tedious has set up a meeting place. It looks like a number of crates, barrels, other things, kind of gathered together, and a large cloth draped over it to be like a table. It's irregular, but the point to be up here is not to be fancy. It's to be common. Some chairs, stools, smaller boxes have been placed around, places for everybody to sit. Antidius and Condivus are, of course, already here. As he sees you approaching, he says, ah, You're a little early, but everybody else should be joining us soon. I trust that you're all ready to part with this information once a decision has been made. Absolutely. Oi. Sure. Wonderful. Take a seat wherever you like. There's, <laughs> there's no assigned seating here. Antidius is sat at one end, Kandivus standing behind him. You can sit down if you want, or you can stand. It's your call. Let's get to the rest of the people here. As you stand around, or sit around and wait, you can hear some horses. Certainly smells of hay. And a little bit of animal waste as well. It's rugged. It's dirty. But one by one, representatives from each of the guilds and churches here in the city arrive. There is the head of the Church of Olwenir, Venla. He is an elf. He wears loose green and gold robes over a frail frame, withering bone chips flaking off, loose rings on bony fingers, a gold necklace with a symbol of the church, shoulder-length gray hair, pale blue eyes, and a slow gait. There's the head of the Coram Monastery. This is not who you met before. They did not, as far as you know, they did not send a monk who is also an assassin. This is Hale Cairncross, half-elf, partially human, they-them. They're wearing a loose red shirt tucked into high-waisted black trousers, couple leather belts, black overcoat with satin red lining, collars up, short brown hair, slicked back, green eyes, high cheekbones. Very difficult to tell how old they are. There's the representative from the Working Hands, which is the Builders Guild, and she is Octavia Hill. She's a human. She has black work pants, black crop top, black cargo vest with pockets all over filled with Various building equipment, tools, nails, chalk, etc. Red hair and a messy ponytail, thick legs, broad shoulders, 30s. Or as I describe her in the parentheticals, stage manager special. <laughs> <laughs> There's representative from the Rising Path, the Alchemist's Guild. This is Junius. He is a goblin. He is wearing a white three-piece suit without a tie, made of thick canvas, sleeves pushed up. Half of his hair was long ago burned away. He has various scars and stains on his dark green skin. Piercing orange eyes. Appears to be somewhat elderly. Alchemy is messy work. <laughs> mm -hmm. There is Kolyabara of the Servitor's Guild, whom you've already met. She approaches in very much the same garb she wore before. She does stand taller than everybody else here, but once she sits, the difference in height, not so noticeable. There's representative of the Seamsters, the Tailor's Guild here. This is Milt Swenson, human, he him. He wears a deep red pinstripe suit with a fur-lined jacket and cape, round glasses, rounder face, receding hairline, about five feet tall, out of shape. He's in his 50s. 
And finally, we have a representative from the Silver Purse, the Merchant's Guild, everybody's favorite. This is Cottongale. She is a halfling. She is wearing a silver, blue, and purple paisley top, purple pants, a silver shawl. She has short white hair and tight curls, jeweled rings, pearl earrings, big frame sunglasses. And she's in her 70s. Very much like a fancy grandma at church. And as everybody arrives, takes their seats. And Tidius stands, and he is about to speak as Retreat enters in. Ah, I see our esteemed changeling representative has arrived as well. Please, join us. And with that, we'll bring this chapter to a close. But the story will always continue. Thanks again to all of our Patreon patrons for your support. If you'd like to become a patron, go to patreon.com slash Podcast and pick out a level that's right for you. Before we go, I'd like to give special thanks to everyone at the $5 and up tiers. At the $5 city council level, thank you, Shannon DeMello. At the $10 mayor level, thank you, Christopher DeMello. At the $15 governor level, thank you, Phoenix Bryan and Sierra Jones. Thank you for listening to this chapter in Seasons of Skyrend. If you like what you heard, please leave us a five-star rating and review on Apple Podcasts or wherever you find us. If you want to chat, we're on Twitter at Skyrend Podcast. You can join our Discord server, or you can email us at skyrendpodcast at gmail.com. You can also find us online at skyrendpodcast.com. As always, thanks to Daryl Barnes for creating our theme music. You can find them on Twitter at Daryl Barnes underscore. We also want to thank the talented at Gabby underscore Desu on Twitter for our fantastic podcast art. Thanks again for joining us. We'll see you next time on Seasons of Skyrend.